Amen. Amen. All right. Um, A lot of the church, a lot of the church for a long time was about getting the hell out of earth. And God's about getting the hell out of earth. A lot of the time the church was like, we're going to, it's just like a great, just cannot wait to get to heaven one day and just got to get out of this place because this place is wretched and da da da. Whereas God's interested in getting the hell out of earth. I hope you got that play on words. Ah, oh, so you're right, you're awake now. <laughs> Bit too early. Come on, come on. Um, You know, and we, we live, we, you and I live, Romans 14 talks about that the kingdom of God is within the Holy Spirit. So the king's domain is in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in you. So the kingdom's in you. And Jesus describes the kingdom uh, in various ways. He describes it as leaven. He describes it as a seed that grows into the, into a mustard tree. Um, he describes it as salt and light. And so the kingdom of God is something that gets into something and it grows. So it doesn't, it doesn't decrease, it increases. And I shared on, on Thursday night with the prayer guys, there's often been a phrase I think that's been used, which I think has come out of a couple of scriptures of misinterpretation in that the world's getting darker, but it's also getting lighter. And that can't happen. It's impossible. Science will tell you that. Darkness is is not a thing. It's actually just the absence of light. You can't have a light and then you turn the light up in this room and then darkness still increases. That, That just, it doesn't, it can't happen. The only way darkness increases is if those who are carrying light cover it or put it under a basket. That's the only way. It's the only way that darkness increases or, or is if the people that have the light don't do anything with it. <laughs> and so we're going to go to a couple of passages. And uh, so we're going to go to Daniel 2. So let's go to Daniel 2. We had people healed last week at our revive night. I spoke with a guy, had his problems in his knees for years and he got healed on Sunday night and his knees are fine. I had breakfast with him on Friday and he's still good, which is good. Praise God. All right, Daniel 2, are you there? Verse, we'll start at verse 31. You saw, O king, and behold, a great image, the image mighty and of exceeding brightness stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, 
its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand. That's important. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron and clay, the bronze and silver and gold all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king's interpretation. Verse 32. You, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power and the might and the glory, and into whose hand has given wherever they dwell, the children of man, the beasts of the field and the birds of the heavens, making you rule over them. You are the head of gold and another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you. So just pause there for a second. So he says, you're the king of gold, right? That's you. So that's the Babylonian kingdom. Okay. Because he's talking directly to the king. Okay. So it's the Babylonian kingdom. Another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you, and a third kingdom of bronze shall rule over all the earth, and there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all these. And as you saw, the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom, but some of the... Firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron, partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong, partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut out from a mountain by no human hand, that, uh, and that it broke in piece, pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. A great God has made known to the king and shall be after this, the dream is certain, it's interpretation, sure. Wouldn't you love to be able to prophesy like that? This is the dream, and here's the interpretation, and I'm right. <laughs> right? That's how confident Daniel was, right? And so, here we have the Babylonian kingdom, right? The silver is the Medo-Persian kingdom, the bronze is the Greek kingdom, and the iron is the Roman kingdom. Now, in the time of... Jesus, when Jesus came, because you've got to picture this with me. Daniel's got this dream. He's got this interpretation. And he says, in the time when the, the, there's an iron kingdom and a clay kingdom that have mixed together. I don't know if you know this, but the Roman kingdom at the time was divided into 10 kingdoms or 10 provinces. Right? There's 10 toes. So at the time, there'll be a rock that will be cut out from a mountain that will be not made with human hands. Who is that? That's the Lord. 
That's Jesus. He's a rock. Mentioned three times, I think, in Scripture as the rock. Right? So here, Daniel prophesies of a day. And what does he say? He says, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom at that time when there's the kings of brittle iron and clay and they're being married and there's the bit of iron riddled in there but it's soft and brittle because of the division that's happening and in that time he will crush those that kingdom and he'll set up a different kingdom and all the other kingdoms will never be seen again and that kingdom will be a kingdom that won't be destroyed that's the prophecy of daniel right a, a, a rock made out of the mountain, not made with human hands. The narrative of the Bible, the narrative of the whole Bible is heaven and earth together. The natural earth elements with heaven marrying together. It's riddled throughout it. It's, it I think it's... I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think it's around 222 times roughly that the words heaven and earth are mentioned together. Heaven and hell are never mentioned together. Isn't that interesting? But heaven and earth are mentioned together over 200 times at least. The point is, is that it's, it's the, the narrative of God and the story of God is for heaven to invade this earth. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. That will happen. I'd like to propose sometimes it will look different than we think it will look. And that he's not, he's in the business of, if you, if you, if you go into the scriptures a little bit where it talks about a new heaven and a new earth, you can correlate the word born again into that phrase. That the earth is groaning for sons and daughters of God to be revealed. That whole narrative that, that that's talking about is the narrative that this earth would be born again. In a new creation. So turn with me to Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and the glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your short daughters be carried on their, hip, on their hip. Arise and shine for the light has come. This is where people get this from. They go, oh, see, deep darkness is covering the earth, but the light's rising, right? This is where they, people get a lot of that kind of narrative from. If you go to Luke 23 real quick, I know this, we're jumping around a bit, but I want to, I want to show you something. Luke 23 because I'd like to propose that Isaiah saw a day when there was darkness over the earth, when there was deep darkness that covered the earth. And can we, 
I've said this a lot, but the Bible does a really good job of interpreting itself. It does a really good job of defending itself. We don't have to add things in there. It can explain itself. And so I'd like to propose that Isaiah saw a day like this in Luke 23, verse 44. It says, It was about the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. While the sunlight failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two, then Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Right? I'd like to propose that here Daniel prophesies about a rock coming out of a mountain not made with human hands. Jesus, right? That Jesus comes on the scene and what does he preach the most about? The kingdom. He preaches the most about the kingdom of God. 106 times he preaches about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. I brought my fear not that little children, my kingdom's here. Fear not. This is what the kingdom of God is like. It is like this. It's like a mustard seed that gets planted and it grows to become the biggest tree. It's like a little leaven that enters the bread and it rises. It doesn't decrease. It rises. Right. This is what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like this. And he demonstrates and models the kingdom of God. And Isaiah sees a day where darkness is, is, is covering the earth. And that happened. It's like 12 o'clock it's, or 3 o'clock. It's like the hottest time in Israel. And then it's completely black. And Daniel's prophecy was, in that day, I will shatter these kingdoms. I will shatter the feet of iron and of clay and I will establish a kingdom that will not be shaken and it will be the greatest of the mountains. What does Isaiah prophesy? He says, in those days, people will stream to the mountain of the house of the Lord. I wonder if we've been so often, no one in here, right? No one in, in this place, but the church is global, right? If we've been so often just going, oh, well, God, you know my address. And if you want to show up and move, you know, and God's like, I, sh- I showed up, I established the kingdom and he's inside you, right? He's in you. It, I, 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 say, I, used to, I haven't said this for a while, but I'm like, it's the greatest multiplication trick the world has ever seen, right? The devil went, ha ha, I killed your saviour. And Jesus went, ha ha, I'm about to multiply me and the kingdom in every person that believes in me from this day forth. <laughs> Right? It's the greatest magic tr- multiplication trick the world's ever seen, right? Now, it's not a trick. Don't get all weird on me, right? That's just the language I'm using, okay? But it's, it's what he says, you were in Colossians 1.12. He says, uh, sorry, Colossians 1.15. Actually, let's go to Colossians because this is just incredible. John 1, Jesus said, uh, John 1, he said this. Oh, sorry, I've got so many scriptures going through my head. John 1.7, he says this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John and he came as a witness to bear witness about the light. It's, it's this. It's there's darkness in your fist. Release it into a lit up room. It does jack all. It does nothing. 
right? It's not darkness is growing and light is growing with it. No, the light is increasing because of the kingdom of God that is increasing and growing to become the tree. That's his desire. He taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus taught us to pray. He didn't teach us to pray that so we could just be busy doing Christian rhetoric. He taught us to pray it because he actually believed it was possible. Okay? One of you believes that. That's good. Colossians. Colossians. Let's go there. Colossians 1, 12 says this. Oh, listen to this. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. Notice it's not a kingdom, it's a domain. The domain of darkness, of, of darkness transferred us to the king's domain of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. So you and I were living in the domain of darkness. And Jesus in John 17, he says, you know what? I'm not going to take, let's not take them out of this world, right? Let's not remove them. Let's not get them the hell out of here. Let's leave them in here. But this is what we'll do. We'll deposit us, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, and we'll deposit the kingdom inside of them. And we'll leave them in, in this realm called earth. Because we don't want, we want to transform this place called earth because that's the prayer he taught you to pray on earth as it is in heaven, right? So we'll leave him there so that they will bring the reality of our world as a co-laboring partnership. We'll do that together to bring it about in, in, in... hello, Naomi. I didn't even see you there. How are you doing? <laughs> um, sorry. Distracted. <laughs> Amen, Lee. That's a good point. <laughs> right? And how will we do it? We'll do it by depositing the seed of God inside that will grow and seep into society, into culture, into every area of life. And that happened. I think Daniel's prophecy is, I think he got it right. I think he was accurate. And it happened the day the world went dark, which was when Jesus died on the cross. And he says, all right, now arise and shine, for the light has come. It's not arise and reflect and echo the world around you. It's arise and shine. The light is increasing. You, you, people go, oh, there's wars and there's famine and there's a whole bunch of stuff and there's crazy stuff in the world, Liam. So it is dark, getting dark. This, the world's been in chaos for a long time. <laughs> just, let's just be a little bit real about it. The world's been, this isn't new. You know, if anyone watched, you know, any kind of Dark Ages shows, it's like, man, it was pretty bad <laughs> back in the day. You know, it was pretty horrific. Um, there's a website. Oh, man, I forget the name. Um, 
God in Data, the World in Data.org, I think it is, or not God in Data, the World in Data.org. And if you go there and you can do a little bit of research yourself, you will see the incredible things of how our world has gotten better. Just infancy rate, I think, has gone down 43% or something crazy in the last 100 years. Of just, you know, babies surviving at a higher rate, people living longer, people having much healthier lives. Uh, financially, the, the, the average person across the planet has gone up. Like, there's so many things where you could say this has been increased. And I know, there's, I know there's stuff going on because sin is still in the world and all those things. But my point is, is that as ambassadors of heaven, as ambassadors of as sons and daughters of God, this house that we are, that the kingdom is here. It's not a future tense, it's here. We have the kingdom of God inside of us and it's our responsibility and it's our privilege that you and I, we get to see that manifest in a way through good services, through great acts, through miracles, signs and wonders, through all the ways. But I, 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 my fear is that if we have a theology of... Well, we're just waiting to be rescued and get out of the, you know, get out of this hellhole one day. Then actually, what we're doing is we're prophesying the very thing in the very place we've been called to pray on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, that's Jesus. Jesus said that. Pray this way Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Two types of wills that I can think of in the Bible. You can have the will of God that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Are people perishing? Is it the will of God that people perish? No. Then you have the will of God that Jesus will return one day and he'll establish the kingdom that will never decrease, will always increase and he'll, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, right? It doesn't matter what you decide, that's going to happen. Yep. But the other one, where it's the will of God that none should perish but that all should come to repentance and that we've been given the kingdom of God is inside us like a mustard seed, like leaven, like salt, like light, all of these things... We have a role to play. Amen. Not out of a guilt or shame thing, but out of a co-laboring and a co-partnership with God that we get to bring about his plans on planet Earth. Yes. Man, it's the greatest privilege that you and I have is we get to be ambassadors, not only ambassadors, but sons and daughters of a king. Yeah. I love that in Daniel, he says, you're the great king of kings. And then Jesus comes along and he says... I'm the king of kings, which I love because he says, I'm the king, but you're kings. I'm not, I'm not doing the little God, like, don't hear what I'm not saying, right? But we are kings of a king and we have a king 
His name is not Scott Morrison. It's not politics. It's not Donald Trump or Biden. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. He's the king of glory. And he said this kingdom will be established when there's these ten kingdoms. I will crush them and I'll establish it. And it will be the greatest kingdom you'll ever see. And from that day forth, he's been doing it. I mean, I love it. In the Old Testament, the remnant ones were the ones that dwindled down. Your Noahs. By the way, don't read into anything that I just, people that I just named or that's just, don't read into any of that. Of That's Liam's political standpoint or anything like that. That's just me being off the cuff cheeky. Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. <clears throat> um. In the Old Testament, the remnant ones were Noah, you know, Abraham and these guys. They were the ones that dwindled down to the light. If it's five or two, you know, they dwindled down. They were the remnant ones. In the New Testament, Jesus took himself, one man. Peter says he came as a seed born of a virgin. It's the seed that will not perish. It's an imperishable seed. That word in Peter where it talks about an imperishable seed, it's the word, it, it, it means this, it means a seed that has never before existed until this day. So Jesus comes as one who takes Peter, James and John, three, births it into 12, takes 70, takes 120 in the upper room, explodes to 3,000 and then increases. So in the Old Testament, it dwindled down. In the New Testament, it started with one man and it's increased. 2,020 years later, we're still here and it's still increasing and he's still alive and he's still well. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. So the same light that was shining 2,000 years ago when he died on the cross where he said, Arise and shine for your light has come is the same light that you and I are light bearers of. And the way we represent him, Romans 12 is one of my favourite passages in, in the whole Bible. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world any longer. Amen. But be transformed by the renewed mind so you can prove the will of God. Oh, you and I get to prove the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. The way we do it is we become so radically aware of that world, of his realm, of his dominion, of his presence, of his goodness, of his kindness, of his joy. And the Bible says that it's like a river that flows in us. John 7.37 says that the Holy Spirit's in us like a river that gets to flow. And he's going to give each and, in, you know, often when you preach a message like this, people are like, all right, give me the three-step program. Give me the three steps to how to do this. I'll give you the one step. Fall in love with Jesus. 
Fall in love with Jesus. He's everything. You fall in love with Jesus and the love of God will leak out of you so profusely. Profusely? Profoundly? Both. (laughs) New word. There's songs, there's jobs, there's... I mean, there's things that haven't been done in our realm. There's ways to, to, to see, you know, slavery and poverty. And, you know, he, he mentions, he says, hey, listen, I, you've heard it say, do this. You know, don't do that. You know, don't look at a, a woman in lust. But I say, even if you have a lustful thought, right, he, he, he's like, you want to deal with lust. He says, I want to get the lust out of here. You want to deal, you want to like suppress anger. I want anger gone. Right? You, you know that whole passage that he uses? He's like, he's like you, you want to suppress this or put a band-aid over this. I came to remove you from that and transfer you in the domain of darkness so you can live countercultural to the world I left you in. Not so you can hate the world, so you can one day get out of it. I called you to love it and not count their trespasses against them. I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. Do not count their trespasses against them. Love the world that I've given you. See it transformed. And I I do, I really strongly felt the Lord impress on me last week or last few weeks that if we have a belief system and a theology that one day we'll just be plucked out of here. And I get it, right? But we've been called to transform this world. Because either Jesus is lying when he said on earth as it is in heaven or he actually meant it. I believe he meant it. You know, as Dan Moller would say, you're looking for believing believers that believe. All right. Believing believers that believe. They believe the gospel and then they wouldn't be conformed to the pattern of the world anymore, which is striving, which is pride, which is anxiety, which is, you know. Lust, which all of these things, whatever it is, what it works mentality, that they believe they'd be renewed in the mind so that the mind and the heart would be one, so that the body and the head would be one to transform the world that you and I live in to see the kingdom of God increase on planet Earth. The way he's going to do that through each individual is going to be different. It's going to look different. But I believe he wants to establish his kingdom here on earth. I do. I believe it. And you know what he said? He said, you've got to come as a little kid. (laughs) You've got to come as a little kid. And everyone's preached on it. But I think one of the great attributes of coming as a little kid is kids believe their dad. The amount of doozies I've told my daughters and they're like, is that real? I'm like, no, that's not real. (laughs) You know. But they believe, they believe their father. They believe their parents. They believe them. You do what you want with this one, but it's why Shin and I decided each parent can do what they want. This isn't me making a doctrinal statement at all. But it's why Shen and I decided to tell our children that the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus are not real.
because they can't see him. They can't always see Jesus. But Jesus is real. So Jesus, we told them Jesus is real. All right, why don't you stand? I want to provoke us every every Sunday that we come. My my heart is to point us to Jesus and to see His kingdom established here on earth. That's that's what we try and do every Sunday morning when we come and and um, worship, spend time in His presence, and pray for people, see His kingdom advance. And I love the house of God, and I, we love this house. Shen and I, we're just, Shen's not well this morning, but we just love, we love this community, and we love what God's doing here, and there's incredible things that are happening. God's really moving in this place, and I, I really, I shared last week, I believe that we're seeing something in seed form of people coming to Christ on the streets, and, you know, God's moving. I hear testimonies all the time through people of just what God's doing in their personal world and different things that are happening and it's it's awesome and this you know um even just get to be a part of this ukraine stuff and just what god's doing here in melbourne and in this nation and but i know there's more i know there's more that we can continue to step into and press into and see happening now not only our own personal lives but as a church and that we would continue to go on a journey. I, I think it was profound that in Acts 2, with the outpouring of his spirit, they were all in one accord. They were together. There was a oneness and there was a unity of heart. And you know, Ephesians talks about preserving the bond of peace and the unity of the spirit. And that we would preserve the bond of peace and the unity of the spirit. And that we would, yeah, we would, we would seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness. And all the other things would happen. And I just believe there's people in here that... Um, it's, it's maybe you've been in the... In the, in the uh, you were in the trenches for a long time and you've just been on the sideline and God's just saying, hey, it's time to get back in the game. Time to come off the bench again. Time to play. Time to get in the game. Not out of a striving mentality, not out of I've got to do works for God or any of those things, but out of a, hey, you're a light bearer. You're a son. You're a daughter. And I want, to let my, I want your light to shine, my light to shine through you. And I just believe you're going to be put in positions in the coming weeks and months, days even, where you'll be faced with a situation. And it might be... You know, there's someone at Coles that you, they, they can't pay for their groceries and you're there. And you're like, oh, I'm going to bless them. Whatever it is, you, you put in situations where there's a sick person in front of you or there's a person who needs a hug or a cuddle or, a, you know, there's someone that just needs the kingdom of God to break through. 
and it's 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 time and then there's going to be big things like job decisions and life choices and all these things that are happening but guess what you have a father in heaven who absolutely is with you and adores you and loves you and he wants to he doesn't want to, he's not going to leave you high and dry he, he wants you to prosper and be in good health <laughs> even as your soul prospers and he says son i've deposited the kingdom of god inside you and I'm never leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. And it's time, to, it's time to lift our eyes and arise and shine. For his light has come. It's not time to wait for one day. It's time to reflect the kingdom of God on planet earth. There's people in here who are... older in age but he's not finished with you he's not done he's not done he's not finished there's young people in here that he's like you're trying to figure it out in the in the with a with a rational mind and the lord's saying hey i want you to dream with me again I want you to dream with me again. I want you to believe that nothing is impossible to those who believe. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. So this is what I want you to do. Just put your hand, head on, hand on your head and one on your heart. I'm just going to pray. So Father, I just pray right now for the renewed mind. I pray right now for the renewed mind. I pray for where there's been wounded hearts, God, that you would heal right now in Jesus' name. There were people who have been on the front line of battle and they've been uh, slain in the, in, with a sword or they've been hit with an arrow or whatever it is, God, that you would just heal their wounds right now. And that there'd be a picture in their mind and their heart of an army. They wouldn't be out on their own, that they'd be with an army where shields would be together, locked and linked. And that that would be the angelic realm that is protecting you, that you have the full armor of God. I pray where people have put themselves out and they're like, and something's failed in the natural. That you would see that restored, God. You would see a tenfold increase come where things have maybe lost or broken. That you would restore them and make them brand new. That where maybe hope has been deferred, that you would bring the tree of life. And that we would be a people that would no longer eat from the knowledge of good and evil, but we'd eat from the tree of life. We'd eat from Jesus. We'd feast on Jesus. We'd feast on the kingdom. We'd feast on the king's domain. We'd be transferred from the domain of darkness and we'd feast on the kingdom of God. And Father, I pray for our minds that they'd be renewed to think like you think. They'd be so renewed that, as Bill Johnson would say, the impossible would look logical. I pray our minds would be so renewed that the goodness of God, we would, we would give it our best shot to exaggerate the goodness of God. <laughs> yeah. 
And God, I pray for this region, the Yarra Valley, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, I pray that they would become the kingdoms of our God. In their workplace, in the businesses, in the schools, in our young ones. God, that you would protect this region, that this region would be a region where the presence of God resides. Where suicide doesn't exist. Where gender rubbish doesn't exist. Where you set captives free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I just had a word that there's some of us here today that uh, maybe you feel sheepish, maybe you feel condemned by the enemy, but you've chronically underestimated who you are in the kingdom. You consistently, regularly underestimate who you are and the value that you bring and the the opportunities and the way he wants to use you. So that's you. Um, I believe he's just giving a little bit of a zap. Um, and and part of that as well is that he want I, I really believe that he wants to release healing over that. He's such a kind God. He uh, he just wants you back and wants you to believe what he's got for you. Um, and so that's you. Yeah, get some prayer. Yeah, 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 awesome. All right. Well, I'll just a little prayer now for the shy ones. <laughs> Jesus, um, come Holy Spirit now, specifically for those that we're in our lives, small or big, we've underestimated who we are. Yeah, I just had a, a word from the Lord. I feel that lots of it is to do with things in our lives that distract us or might even say, no, that's not you or that's not really real. There's things in the, the enemy wants to constantly derail you um, so that you're not walking out in the destiny he has for you. And so, Lord, can you identify those things now in our lives that you're saying, you don't need to do that. Just get that out. You don't need to be doing that or just simplify. Just hang out with me and I've got so much for you. And I know that you get joy from just hanging with me and seeing my kingdom come. Joy, love, healing, salvation, reconciliation, hope. He's got all those things for you in Jesus' name. So we just thank you for what you have, Lord. We thank you for identifying that, that annoying stuff that's preventing us from walking more regularly and stepping out more regularly in the path that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, can we just give Jesus a huge hand? Can we just thank the Lord? Thank you, God.